What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? So we got another episode of We Got Next. As always, of course, to start off, you could tell we have a new setup here. Um, this is going to be a new area where we're going to be recording. I moved last weekend, so this is what it's going to be. Hopefully you guys like it. Hopefully it's a little bit better um, than it was before. I'm super excited for this episode for so many different reasons. The biggest reason is everything that happened with FTX, what is going on going forward with FTX. Um, we're going to cover a little bit of sports as well. We're going to do the game picks, but today you're just going to be rocking with me. Um, shout out to Steven as always for holding it down for so many weeks in a row, but we're going to get right into it. Uh, the first thing, as always, make sure to end up liking, subscribing, and turning on the notifications for when it comes to the YouTube. Make sure to hit up Steven at Steven underscore Springs on Twitter, and also make sure to hit up the quick slant. Steven always tries to end up putting out the quick slants on Thursdays at 8.30, so shout out to him for doing that. Super excited to always hear about it. Super excited to always see what happens with Penn State. He's going to always give you guys the content each and every week, and that's something that we always look forward to. The other thing I want to end up just shouting out is the spaces. So I've been doing spaces on Mondays, um, about 33, 34 episodes we've done in a row. So thank you all for continuing to support us. Thank you all for continuing to just listen to everything that we end up putting out with NFTs, especially even though the market's going down and a lot of people are starting to just say the same content. We try to just provide you all with something different um, so people can end up hearing a different point of view of what is going on in the NFT worlds, what's going on in the cryptocurrency world itself. And just jumping into things, we just had one on Monday. The one we had on Monday was wild. We were on that joint for almost damn near two hours. So salute to everybody out there that listened to us the whole time throughout us just shooting the shit, talking to different projects. Um, can't even, I don't even know where to begin. We had so many different projects on the show. Just to name a few of the projects that we had on the show, we had Madville, uh, Cha Cha Vans, we had Domination, we had Simpler, we had Hemp City, and just a salute to all of them. Um, we appreciate you as always for just coming on the show and just rocking with us uh, to start it off. We're going to do another one next Monday, so I'm excited for that. We just got to keep the content, give it to you guys, and we'll start to add different things. My other goal is to make sure to give you guys content on what's happening in the cryptocurrency world, so I will start to um, bring more cryptocurrency guests on the show um, over on that one too, but just diving into a lot of things that have been going on in the finance and cryptocurrency world, because you know, of course, that's one half of what you all come to hear and see every single week. Um, the first thing is Elon Musk. So Elon Musk is basically saying that you have to work more hours. I personally don't agree with it. He says you need to work longer hours or leave. Of course, this is according to different sources on um, Twitter, which Elon Musk is now the owner of Twitter. I feel at times my man is over here acting like a dictator. Uh, I'm just going to be Elon you're great. Personally, you've done a lot of things, but fam, making them work more hours. Why the hell they got to work more hours? Yo, we supposed to be working eight hour day and some people don't even like that for five days. I know damn well they're not just working eight hours a day for five days. You got them easily working like 50, 60 hours a week. And I know Elon is a hustler and he's always working all the time, but sheesh, let them take a break at least for once. 
Um, so that was one thing just to bring you guys, telling you guys about that because that's been in the news um, between Elon firing people, Elon bringing some people back. It's always been something here and there. The other thing is Target. So Target's profit declined and they say it was for multiple different reasons, whether it was like shoplifting, whether it was um, the recession that people don't like to necessarily call it a recession. I'm going to call it a recession for you guys. That's what it is right now. And then people start to end up saying it's a recession later on, but they don't like to end up saying it right now. But that's the other part that I'm going to say has played a factor in everything uh, that's happening. So today, at one point, I did notice that the stock did drop 14%, which is a big amount, especially when they say uh, it's a good year if you can end up making 10%. So, and then they say a lot of times ETFs will make you 14, 15% in a year. Well, Target dropped 14% in a day. Um, so there you go with Target. Another thing is that I want to let everyone know. So they do a lot of scare tactics. And when I was checking on like CNBC, you see a lot of the scare tactics that they do saying this is the lowest it's been in centuries and the lowest it's been all decade and a millennium and all that stuff. All of it is different scare tactics and people end up just wanting to get out. And it's kind of, think of it this way. So back in the day, or it probably still happens now, um, they would have adult swim. So they would tell all the kids they got to get out the pool and like the adults can just swim around. Um, it's the same exact thing with this, the adults being able to just swim and end up playing in the pool and gathering everything. And then, all right, y'all can get back in. And then the adults already got all the good spots. Um, part of it is a lot of the retail investors own doing listening to the scare tactics and freaking out and not getting in. To be honest with you, I and my company have a good amount of capital on the side and we are going to be getting in, uh, whether it was from selling NFTs or just positioning ourselves for the market. We didn't necessarily know that this FTX event was going to be happening, um, but with this FTX event and Sam Bankman-Fried event happening, it puts us in a good position to start slowly DCAing into different projects that we feel uh, suit us best. And over the next couple of days, I will start to announce them and let everybody know about it. But don't use it. Don't be too concerned about everything that's going on, whether you're looking into buying a house. And I mentioned it numerous times on the show. Don't get one right now. The prices of houses are going to start to slowly go down. Um, so just pay attention, not doing any insider information giving on any of this, just telling you what you all see on the news and just use that to your advantage because clearly we're in the parts of a recession and that's where we'll end up going forward. Another thing is Goldman Sachs. So Goldman Sachs put out a like saying that Lincoln National um, Insurance Company is a company that you all should look into. Take that for what it's worth, whether you want to start putting money into it. We're just providing you the information. I personally didn't yet um, because I know some of the people behind the scenes probably already started putting money into it. So we'll see what that ends up meaning or what that does as we go forward. Um, the other thing that I want to end up saying, and this does affect a lot of us out there, but student loan forgiveness is still on hold. So this was something that was big that at one point everyone was like, oh, we're going to get the student loan forgiveness. Um, make sure to put it in and everything will be good. It sounded great. $10,000 that people end up getting. Life would be glorious. Life would be a much different way. Uh, shit ain't sweet right now. Um, clearly, it's not that way. But we will see Joe Biden continues to say that this is something he will make sure that does happen. Um, we will get the whole student loan forgiveness. We'll see if it does happen. 
I hope it does for the sake of a lot of people, but I know that's just more money that's going to continue to pour into the markets and into the economy. So we'll see how much more money they do give us and how much more money goes into everything. Um, so I'm hopeful. I'm hoping that it does uh, for the sake of everyone out there, but they figure out a good way to do this so that it's not just more money that's going into the economy and then they blame it back on the regular people. But they did warn us um, when it was COVID saying that the stimulus checks were going to affect us down the line and people didn't necessarily listen to that. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. Just my two cents on that one. Other thing, and I'll start to fly through some of these topics, Steve Mnuchin. So Steve Mnuchin, um, he was offered the opportunity to end up getting into FTX uh, as an investor twice and he passed on it. He said this on different shows. I remember hearing it on like CNBC uh, a day or two ago. And a lot of people are coming out saying that they went to uh, Sam Bankman Free was going to go interview, um, do his pitch, and he came in in a shirt and shorts. And that was a little bit of a red flag for them. Um, personally, it is a red flag a little bit. We think of it as like suit and tie, a little bit dressed up, come professional, and you come in a shirt and shorts, and it's kind of like you're playing with my time. Um, so that was one thing. Another thing just to let everyone know about is JetBlue. So JetBlue plans to start flights, the transatlantic um, next summer to Paris. So that's something else that's big. As you all know, JetBlue did work to acquire um, Spirit so you can have more airlines and start competing with the bigger players that are out there in the, I would say, the domestic space within America. And that was their big place. So now they could start expanding and start competing with like American Airlines, United and different ones like that. So we'll see how that goes. Another big fallout, and they call it right now the FTX contagion, um, is Genesis. So Genesis Capital, for everyone out there, was a part was the Gemini Earn program that Gemini did have. Genesis has put on hold the withdrawals and starting to affect Gemini. There's been rumors out there. I haven't tried it yet, but there's been rumors out there that um, some people have not been able to withdraw their funds from Gemini as well. And this is all because Genesis was a lending platform and they were affected by FTX. If you all heard of as well, BlockFi um, was affected. BlockFi is going to have to file for bankruptcy. And Anthony Pompliano is getting a lot of shit for that because he sat on the board. He talked about it every single time on his lunch money show on his um, The Pomp Show, um, The Big Business Show. Any one of his shows, you always heard them talk about BlockFi. BlockFi is going to the moon. Um, BlockFi is a rocket ship, and for BlockFi to end up hitting the shitter, um, FTX going down, a lot of these people were sponsored by FTX, it leaves a sour taste in people's mouth. And with FTX as well, with me saying that, Steph Curry, um, Tom Brady, and various other athletes are a part of these lawsuits that are happening because they were promoting something, and this is what happened. Um, even Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, was another one out there that believed in FTX, and it's just a constant thing. You have these other companies that relied on FTX that were going to get bailed out and bought out by FTX. And it's not the case right now. They can't because if the company is supposed to buy you out, um, if the company is supposed to buy you out, can't buy you out because they're filing for bankruptcy, you're going to go bankrupt too. So we'll see how that ends up going. I do have some funds, not a lot, but some funds that are on Gemini. So I'm going to trust in the Winklevoss twins. A good amount of my funds I always keep in like cold storage or hot wallets uh, just so I'm in control of them. 
So I want, I'm curious how this ends up playing out. I'm curious what will end up happening and how this ends up going. But I want to just let you all know, if you do have funds in the Genesis program or the Gemini Earn, I am hoping that you are able to get your funds out of it um, as soon as possible. But the final one on this topic is, I got to give a big shout out to Taylor Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift is selling out stadiums. Um, a lot of people like to hate on Taylor Swift, give Taylor Swift grief and shit like that. Yo, Taylor Swift is doing her shit. And that, that says a lot coming from me um, because I'm not always the one that does talk about Taylor Swift and this and that, and we keep it financed. Yo, she's selling out these stadiums. Taylor Swift got bread. That's all I will say. Um, so I wanted to end up just saying that. Another thing, just adding into it, NVIDIA's revenue falls 17%. Um, but the data center does show that there will be growth going forward. And then another thing is Vanguard says the 60-40 investing strategy is not dead and will work again. Um, just keep some funds on the sidelines. That's a big thing that you want to end up doing. Uh, just sorry, I'm going to end up telling you this and I'll go back to what I was talking about funds on the sidelines. Another story was Taylor Swift tour ticket fiasco leads to call for Ticketmaster and Live Nation to break up. Basically what that's saying is they have a monopoly and they run so much of it that you have two big powerhouses that are controlling everything. Um, so that's all right there, but just keep some funds on the sidelines. Don't always put all your funds into something just because you feel you're going to miss out. Don't do it. I've been at that point and I can just say, it's not necessarily the smartest decision for you to make to put all your funds in something. Just be patient. Things will be good. Things will be fine. And you all will end up um, being in a better position if you just let the market feel itself out, let you all figure out what's going to happen. Shit will be fine. Um, so just with that, segueing over to some other exciting things that are coming up. And we brought this up and it's about to get started. That FIFA World Cup is starting on Sunday. The first game we have is Ecuador and Qatar. And I'm, I'm going with Ecuador, but I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures. I'll see if I can pull it up real quick for you all. Um, but where the United States men's national team is saying, yeah, they got their own little private island out there. Like It's on the water. So clearly they all made this for now. But my other big thing is, oh, shit. Uh, oh, Benson is doing some random stuff. Um, but the other crazy thing about this is what are they going to use all of this for afterwards? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So they always say what happens after Olympics leaves, what happens after anything leaves, um, any of these big events. Where does all the, what happens to the places? Are they just there? What is going on? So we'll end up seeing what happens to these different islands, how that ends up going. Who knows? Um, but hopefully they do something with all of that. Hopefully people decide to even want to come back. I don't even know if people are going to want to end up coming back to Qatar or if people are just there. I've seen some of the fan places. They don't look that good to me personally. That's just my two cents. Some people might feel different, but I just don't think some of those places the fan villages or whatever look good it didn't even look like a door on the ones i saw look like a flap that you just opened up and just called it a day um but some games that happened so the sunday one is qatar and we have ecuador just of course the starter um the country that's hosting it 
I hope it's not that goddamn hot. I know they were saying it's going to be hot. I hope y'all make it out okay. Um, other games that we have that are going to be happening on Monday, we have England and Iran. Um, we have Senegal and the Netherlands. And then some Tuesday games, we have Argentina's playing, Mexico's playing, and France is playing. Um, just going with the first games, I'm going with England, of course, and I'm going to go with the Netherlands, but pay attention to Senegal. That's going to be a little sleeper game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Senegal does win, but I'm going to go with the Neds on this one um, for you all. The Tuesday ones, of course, a lot of people's fan favorite and the one to win it all. Argentina does play. Mexico, as I mentioned before, is playing. The United States is going to be playing as well. They play Wales um, during the Monday, Tuesday openers. And then we have France that is playing as well. So those are the big things over there. Just going into the NBA, I'm hoping in like the next week or two, we'll end up talking more about the NBA in terms of our challenge that Steven and I have. But just going into the NBA, it it's really tough for everyone to see and figure out what is really going on. Um, who are the big teams that stand out? I know I've heard some people say that the Cavs are not actually going to make the playoffs because it's early. We'll figure all that out. The Cavs currently are in fourth. Uh, the Celtics are 11-3, and three, and they've been on a win streak. The Celtics have won seven in a row. Um, the Bucks are 10-3. and three. Giannis has missed a couple of games. The Buck, I mean, the Hawks are nine and five. They're one one game. They're six and four in the last ten games. Pay attention to the Wizards. The Wizards have won four games in a row. Um, the Heat have won three games in a row, and the Pistons have lost four in a row. But that that's just the Pistons for you. The Cavs have lost four in a row, um, as I mentioned before. Going over into the Western Conference, so the Lakers are the second worst team in the west um they're three and ten in their last 10 games they've won only three that's where the three games came from and then they lost seven uh the leader is the portland trailblazers at 10 and four and then you have the nuggets that are nine and four and the jazz that are 10 and six it's super early we've seen the uh, los angeles angels anaheim um have a good record to start and then they fell off just like the kings are in eighth place right now I promise you when it's all said and done, the Warriors, Spurs, and Lakers are all not going to be down there. One of those three are going to be in the playoffs, if not the play-in game. They just have to find the timing, and then they're going to be fine. One thing you can say about the top 10 I'll even go with, they all have a young star um, that's there that's helping lead this franchise. Um or lead them to where they are currently. Damian Lillard might be on the older side, but then the Nuggets, of course, they have Jokic. They have Jamal Murray, but Jamal Murray uh, is still recovering from his injury. Um, number four, we have the Suns. Of course, Devin Booker's there. Luka is at number five with the Mavericks. Number six, you have Ja, who some believe Ja could be the MVP this year. Um, number seven, we have the Pelicans. Of course, you know all their youngins that they have there. Um, Daniels was doing good yesterday. I was watching the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. That was a good game to watch. Um, the Pelicans, of course, have Ingram. They have Zion Williamson, and they have their leader that's helping them out, um, the vet over there, CJ McCollum. Number eight, of course, you have the Kings, and you know who they have. They have uh, Darren Fox, Keegan Murray, and then they do have Sabonis that helps them with that. A little veteran leadership. Number, line, number nine, of course, you have the Clippers, and the Clippers, they – 
have a lot of the middle tier. So like John Wall, who was great. I know a lot of people around my age probably remember the good days of John Wall. Um, but of course, PG-13 is there. Who the hell knows what's happening with Kawhi Leonard, if he's going to play games or not. But when it comes to the playoffs, you know he's going to be there. Timberwolves are trying to figure out this lineup. Currently right now, that whole trade doesn't look great. It's crazy enough that the team that was on the other side of the trade, uh, who got all these damn picks, is doing better than both of the teams. Like the Cavs are an eight and five, but we have the Jazz at 10 and six, and the Timberwolves are six and eight. Timberwolves got Rudy Gobert, and they have a worse record than the Jazz do. And you kind of look at the Jazz as similar to the Seattle Seahawks. You got rid of the different um, stars that are out there, and then you just have a collective team. Um, so that's the top 10 right there. You at the number 10 spot with the Minnesota Timberwolves, you do have Rudy Gobert. That's there. You have Carl Anthony Towns. You have um, D'Angelo Russell. And then you have Anthony Edwards. So seeing if they can gel and have this go together, they could be something special. Um, a lot of people are projecting them to end up go far. We will see how this ends up going over there. But so we'll keep you guys posted on how the records end up moving and grooving going into the NFL. And we'll make this quick so I can end up just touching on some things at the end. But with the NFL and game picks, so the first game we had the Titans and the Packers, and all my picks are going to be live. Steven sent me his picks, but they put off again, they put off the W last week. Um, I got the Packers. So Titans and Packers, I have the Packers. Steven has the Titans with the Bears and Falcons. I really do hope that they can finally get a win. They've done so well, but we'll see. And I don't really believe in the Falcons, so I'm going with the Bears. Browns and Bills, I didn't get Steven's pick. I'm going with the Bills. So it's supposed to be like five, six feet of snow. If that shit really does happen, pay attention if you have anybody in fantasy football on that team or game. It's going to be heavy run. They are not passing in that much. And Josh Allen has some injury with his elbow, UCL. Um, they're not passing. The Browns are not passing. You got Nick Chubb back there and probably Kareem Hunt will probably do some things. And Deanna Johnson, they're not passing. So Jacob Brissett, just take the game off. Um, I'm a little hesitant to play even the running backs in that game. I'm not playing Stefan Diggs because it's going to be cold as shit. But then also the amount of snow, you're not going to necessarily be able to even see half the things throwing down the field. There's going to be certain fumbles. Um, if you remember that Lions-Eagles game when it was just straight snow, Shady McCoy did well. Uh, but it's going to be a little bit tough of a game. Uh, Eagles-Colts. So I got the Eagles. I think they're going to be in a redemption mode um, coming back from the loss that they just had to the Commanders on Monday. Um, Steven has the Eagles as well. Jets and Patriots. I'm going... I'm going to go with the Pats. I'm a little hesitant on that one. I'm going to go with the Pats, but don't be surprised if the Jets do pull this one off. Um, this is a big game for the AFC East as a whole because a lot can end up happening, but I'm going with the Pats. Um, the next one we have the Rams and the Saints. I don't believe in the Rams right now, but I also don't believe in the Saints. This is another one of those shit games of who the hell knows what's going to happen. I'll go with the Rams for the simple fact that you got to win sometime. The Saints, they just need to focus on getting a good pick next year. Oh, that's right. They trade their picks away. That's all I got to say for them. Um, next one, Lions and Giants. I have the Giants in that one. I'm not going to be stupid. Um, next one, Panthers, Ravens. You already know who I go with all the time. Steven has the Giants as well in the Giants-Lions one. Um, Panthers, Ravens. Steven has the Ravens. The Commanders, Texans. I'm going with... I don't know why that... 
Oh, I was going to say, I definitely was not picking the Texans. I got the Commanders in that one as well. Uh, Steven has the Commanders, so we'll see how that one turns out. Raiders, Broncos, in the words of Steven, uh, Broncos Nation, let's ride. He's going with the Broncos. I have the Raiders. I say this every single goddamn week. The Raiders got to win sometime, and I hope it can be this game. But goddamn, y'all need to find a way to win sooner or later. Um, next one, Cowboys-Vikings. Steven has the Cowboys. I have the Vikings in that one. I Justin Jefferson didn't have a good catch. It's going to be big seeing Justin Jefferson against uh, Diggs, seeing what happens there. And then also on the other side, CeeDee Lamb. So it'll be good to see both of them. Some X factors in the game will be like TJ Hawkinson and Adam Thielen for the Vikings. And then for the Cowboys, Dalton Schultz will play an important role and probably the running backs for the Cowboys as well. Uh, Bengals Steelers. I'm going with the Bengals. I I just pray that Joe, Joe Mixon don't go off. I'm playing against Joe Mixon in so many games, but I could see the Joe Mixon and the Bengals going off on that one. They still don't have uh, Jamar Chase, so that's going to put a lot on T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd um, over there. Chiefs Chargers, I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't really think the Chargers are going to pull this one off, but they are playing in Los Angeles, so I got to give them a little bit of credit. Um, Steven has the Chiefs as well. And the final one, the 49ers and Cardinals, 49ers just look good. I I don't even know if Kyler Murray is going to be playing, which does play an important part in how this game ends up turning out. But if Kyler Murray doesn't play, definitely the 49ers. If Kyler Murray does play, I don't really know. It might be a big um, James Conner game, potentially a big Rondell Moore game and DeAndre Hopkins game. We really have to see how that game ends up going. And Cliff Kingsbury is starting to be a little bit on the hot seat. You put you paid money to Kyler Murray, and I know some of them are probably thinking they wish they probably didn't, but how many options we end up having too? You that air raider offense that they were preaching so much about and how it was when Cliff Kingsbury and then Patty Mahomes were at Texas Tech. We're trying to see if that ends up continuing over here. But that's really all I have with the sports, and then that's what I have with the um finance side. Some shout-outs I want to do is just shout out to you all for always listening and tuning in. So when we do these episodes and when we do these shows, give your comments because we do really appreciate that. I'm going to try, especially at the new crib now, um, give you guys more content like in different ways. So that's my goal. I'm going to be able to get back to the fantasy um, information. I'll try to put that on on Friday or uh, Saturday. So you guys have that as well. Some different pickups that you guys should end up paying attention to. I would definitely encourage you all to look into and pay attention for like Allen Robinson. Um, I know there's another one out there. There's other wide receivers out there that they're saying to pay attention to for the Rams, but somebody has to be able to pick up the slack since Cooper Cup is not going to be there. Uh, Cole Komet. Cole Komet is finally being the player that people were expecting him to be. And Justin Fields is doing well. Justin Fields has been like QB1 for the past couple of weeks. Justin Jefferson currently overall is QB4, last I checked. Um, so continue to see that Rashad White is a pickup out there. Rashad White is currently on a buy, but make sure to end up picking him up if you can. Elijah Mitchell is another pickup that people should end up looking into because him and CMC have been both getting a lot of play. And, you know, the 49ers love to run the ball a lot, too. Um, other ones just end up paying attention to some people might need a quarterback. Uh, Marcus Mariota might be able to have a good game. Daniel Jones is another one that could have a good game. And Taylor Heineke, um, I think Taylor will at least get one touchdown in this game. So if you're just trying to get 
Average points, Taylor wouldn't be a bad one to pick up. Shout out to the OD legend himself. Um, with that one, I'd love to end up seeing Taylor Heineken, Zach Pascal after the game, uh, just signing journeys and jerseys and exchanging them. I remember when I was able to just watch both of them because I was at school at the same time they were both there. So it's great to just see them both in the league. Hopefully Taylor can get some sort of contract that he's not just worrying about 100, 200 K each game, but he can end up making more um, than that. So looking forward to seeing what happens with the commanders going forward, seeing if they end up selling the team. Apparently it's supposed to happen potentially in March around like the owners meetings and stuff of that nature. But when it comes to the NFL, when it comes to the NBA, we'll always keep you guys posted. FIFA World Cup, you already goddamn know we about to have that shit on lock, too. So I'll be able to talk to you guys about that. I'll put out some bets um, for you guys, too. But other than that, I want to say I appreciate you guys as always. Hopefully you love the content we continue to bring you. We appreciate everyone out there. Um, I'll also keep you posted because I've been doing some, like, reaching out to different companies, talking to them. So we might have a couple of announcements going up coming forward other than that it's haze appreciate y'all continue to support bitcoin it's not going away bitcoin lives on long live bitcoin we out